Yo, good evening, and welcome back to the Two Rowdy Vegans episode of this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this week, we got an episode with Dr. Riz, a plant-based vascular surgeon. We talk about vegan health and also things like how to find a vegan doctor and you know what to do if your health practitioner does not believe in veganism. In any case, hope you enjoyed this episode. A lot of insightful nuggets here, more focused on health, but uh, um, you know it's good for diversity, and it's definitely something that I'm working more on learning more about. And so I'm very excited to share this episode with you. Enjoy. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. 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 Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans. Dr. Riz Bakari. That's what you go by on Instagram. Yes. Doctor- just do- Dr. Riz, right? Yes. Dr. Riz. Dr. Riz. I like it. Dr. Riz. It's easy. It's easy for a minute. It's kind of catchy, right? And he's a plant-based vascular surgeon. Yes. And you've been plant-based two years, you said? Two years now. Fully plant-based. I transitioned a little bit, but uh, fully plant-based for two years now. So what was your what was your motivator? Well, it was twofold. There was a professional path and a personal path, really. Um, personally, we're all always interested in our own health, and I was always doing what I thought was the right thing. I had exercised and I tried to maintain a good weight. I ate appropriate portions of meals, um, and uh, you know, I was even a P90X addict oh, in my wow. mid forties. Uh, where I thought I was in the best shape of my life. I could run a 10K in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I had less than 10% body fat. But uh, there was fu- uh, being a physician, I could check these things, and my blood pressure was borderline high. My cholesterol was high. Um, my blood sugars were running borderline. Uh, my triglycerides were on the high end. And, uh, but, uh, and I, was eating a high, I was eating a high protein diet. I always thought, just like everybody's, I need protein to be healthy and um, and, I, and I think that, that that was what was doing it to me. But then again, professionally as a vascular surgeon, uh, at the same time I was becoming frustrated by my, the, not by my patients themselves, but by the fact that my patients kept coming back over and over again. Mm-hmm. I call them repeat offenders uh, because they, the, I would fix something. I, I was plugging holes and putting out fires, but they're, they're the underlying cause of the disease was right. not going away. Can you just explain vascular surgeon? Because I don't yeah. think I would have known what yeah, that yeah, is. Sure. So I'm like, so, maybe, maybe people know. I don't know. I don't, what I don't is know. a vascular surgeon? So a vascular surgeon is a surgeon who operates on the blood vessels of the body. Uh, oh. and much like a cardiac surgeon, the cardiac surgeon or heart surgeon does it on the heart. I do it on all the other bo- arteries. All the, the veins. All of them. Everywhere else. The legs, the belly, Even the, the capillaries? Arms. Uh, well, no, they're too small. Those are not, not that. That's, is that's that another small. surgeon No, for there's that? no surgeons for that. Oh, that's, okay. that's microscopic. Okay. I do the neck arteries for strokes, okay. um, the leg arteries for gangrene. Um, and so I do stents and bypasses and different things like that. I'm also the equivalent of a cardiologist. Uh, so I do medical therapy for, uh, for vascular disease, which is atherosclerosis. It's, it's the same disease as heart disease. And so um, I counsel my patients on uh, lifestyle changes and nutritional changes, and, and that's how I got into this. Well, the, the frustration was that um, uh, I was, like I said, plugging holes and putting out fires, but my patients, they weren't getting any better. They were continuing to get worse. And what I, what I felt was this, the last 20 of the years of their lives, they were busy dying, not living. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, 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 I was very fortunate. My wife uh, took me to see Rip Esselstyn talk 
about five years ago. And uh, I, I, did, I thought, I thought she dragged me to see this fireman talk. Was she vegan at the time? Yeah. She, my, oh. she, she, she had been on the path a long time. She was, at that point, she only ate fish. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and then after that, she went fully vegan uh, before me. But, uh, but she got me on the path in the sense that she introduced me to him. Then I watched Forks Over Knives. Then, the, then I, I read The China Study. And then I read uh, the, the, uh, How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Caldwell Esselstyn. And that, that, that blew my mind. I bet. And it, and it blew my mind because in medical school and even in my advanced vascular training, which was just in the late 90s, I had been told there's no cure for atherosclerosis. It was basically a death sentence. And so suddenly, this frustration I had uh, was relieved a little bit because now I said, oh, there is a way I can help counsel my patients and help them reverse their disease. Maybe they won't be living as miserable uh, as they, uh, at the end of their lives like they were. And so not only did I become plant-based because I wanted, yeah, I, I, I believed it as a lifestyle, uh, but, and also to be a good example to my patients. Uh, but then I started teaching, teaching that as part of my, I, I, I told you I do the medical part. So I talked to him about smoking cessation and exercise and losing weight and nutritional counseling. That's all a part of what I do too. Mm-hmm. And so that became a significant portion of my uh, counseling was uh, teaching them or trying to get right. them to become plant-based. I see. I just want to ask you about your experience in med school and you said that they told you there was no cure. Do you think that that's because there is some there was some body of evidence that showed that, or were there like other incentives involved? It's kind of the co- conventional wisdom was carried on from from way back when when there was no understanding. Mm-hmm. But uh, these studies by Dean Ornish and Caldwell Esselstyn were done in the nineties, right. and so here I am still in the late nineties being taught something that they had already proven was right. reversible. And I think it's just because it it hasn't reached mainstream and there's right. many reasons for that some of that is social and some of it's political mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot of it is monet about money mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, number one I didn't receive any nutritional counsel, uh, teaching in school and number two I was taught atherosclerosis was this chronic indolent progressive silent disease that's just going to kill you at some point so how, how have you seen a there, I never can say that word. Say a- atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis. Can, right? yes. how, how have you seen atherosclerosis uh, healed through a plant-based diet? What have you prescribed as far as food goes? And well, I don't do anything special. Yeah. It's this uh, the, the plant-based uh, whole food, a general good variety of whole food plant-based diet is good for everything in us. And I, I prescribe it for my patients specifically for their cardiovascular disease or their atherosclerosis but it's good for everything else too so it's not like you have to have one particular diet for someone with cancer and one particular diet for somebody with an autoimmune disease and one particular diet for somebody with atherosclerosis it's the same thing Uh, so explain to us uh, because a lot of us out here in uh, the world are vegan Mm -hmm. Uh, we consume our plants through a lot of processed ways Mm -hmm. And so, what does a plant-based diet look like to you when you prescribe to your patients? Yeah, so it is a, it is a bit deep, different. Yeah. First off, the standard American diet is 60, 65% processed foods, about 25% animal products, and then the, the, the remainder is plant-based. But even half of that plant-based is processed plant-based, which is not healthy. So really, only 6% of the standard American diet is healthy. 
and then uh, so uh, uh, there's a uh, I would say that a whole food plant based diet is a vegan diet, but it's a it's a it's a kind of a more stricter vegan diet where where we say don't eat processed foods, and then we eat foods that are more whole and more like the like the, like they grow out of the earth. And so, uh, you know, uh, it's broccoli and spinach and asparagus and, and potatoes uh, and uh, legumes and lentils and uh, uh, rice, quinoa, uh, oats, and, 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 and preparing them in that manner and, and not processed foods. So, wow, you know, and, and, you know, I go to these, um, these conferences, you know, Marshall Health Fest, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they've done several and uh, I've. I've met Dr. Esselton and, and his wife, and of course Dr. Garth Davis and Dr. Bernard, and you know the list goes on and on. Yeah. You know now you, uh, Dr. Riz, yeah. uh, you know, well, and and I'm I'm a pretty healthy girl. I mean I don't eat terrible, but I always you know I mean, the fact that I got my cattle rancher husband to stop eating animals and to go vegan was a big an, mile marker, that's right? An amazing story. You know, yeah. but now to if I was to say to him. Tommy, um, you cannot bring any more oil in the house. Mm-hmm. No more oils coming into the house. No more boxes to say Boca Burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no more boxes. You know, no more boxes. You know, we're going to buy whole food, period. Yeah. If you bring it in here, I'm throwing it outside. That's what I did whenever I went <laughs> vegan, right? right? And I told him he couldn't bring any animal products in the house anymore. Well, it anymore. worked then, didn't it? But I don't know if it'll. If I can push him that far. He might divorce me for yeah. real. <laughs> Well, you know, I do. There are some barriers to this, yeah. and 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 I think some of it's uh, psychological and behavioral. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that uh, I, I that I I would hope that people can understand is that plant-based foods can taste great, and that's what that's the concern of a lot of people. Even people who've become vegan, uh, they, and because there's plenty of health, uh, wonderfully tasting vegan foods, right? Uh, and uh, Potato chips are vegan and French fries are vegan, right? But I wouldn't recommend those as a part of a whole food plant-based diet. But um, uh, if you uh, realize that plant-based foods can be prepared deliciously, then you can uh, then that then you can proceed that way. I'll tell you, it was even hard for me, and when I first transitioned, because I was used to the, these rich, sugary, oily foods of a standard American diet, and my palate was used to that. And so when you switch to a, a plant-based diet, uh, it's, they don't taste quite the same. But when your, your palate does reset, and it's, uh, it's a little bit different for everybody, but after a few weeks or a couple of months, uh, things that I never ate when I was younger tasted great to me. Broccoli tastes sweet to me now. It's, it's, I enjoy it. And broccoli was something I hated when I was on my standard American diet. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, mushrooms, I couldn't stand mushrooms. Now I love mushrooms. So your palate does readjust. Yeah, And, and wow. then you, and you can learn, too, uh, to cook plant-based foods and make them taste just as good as uh, uh, the standard foods. And you can cook the same kind of foods. You can have tacos and burritos and pizzas, and you're just using uh, the whole foods, and you're, not, and you're eliminating some of the bad stuff that was making them bad. See, Tommy's dad died when he was 62 years old of a massive heart attack mm-hmm. just boom that's too young too yeah he was gone yeah. Yeah, i'm 61 you know i'm like god and you know tommy you know he's done a lot better but you know t- to get him to not i mean he, he will buy boca burgers you know by the dozen 
you know, and put them in the refrigerator. You know, Gardein, you know, buy these packs full. You know, I won't, I don't buy them. I, he buys them, but puts them in the house. You know, and every now and then, because they're there, I eat some sure, of it. Sure. But I really, I love a whole food approach. I really yeah. do. I, I just am trying to figure out how I would, because when I fix this kind of food, Tommy, it's not that he doesn't like it. Sometimes he'll go, yeah, it's all right, but I'll, he likes his greasy, you know, Beyond Meat Burger or hot dogs yeah. or, you know, whatever. He likes that. But, but like you're saying, it's because he hasn't adjusted his, his palate. palate away from... If he doesn't stop, if he if he eats plant-based foods for a week, but then two days of that week he has the standard kind of processed foods, the Beyond Meat Burger or the Boca Burger or that hot dog, his palate is always still going to crave those foods that are unnatural, really. Yeah. They, that's not the way God made them. No. Right? Those are artificial and processed. And remember, you know, you got to know your why, but those companies are making them taste that way because they want to sell them to you. They don't care about your health. Yeah. And uh, so it, it does take a little bit of, uh, you know, effort on the front end. But, uh, you know, when I, when I broke through now, uh, uh, I've... I, I enjoy my food, and it's lovely. And and my wife Maya, whom you've met, is uh, taking uh, what's called the Ruby course, a plant based nutri- uh, plant based kept course, and the the meals are just amazing. So wow. uh, you can you can enjoy them. I, there's there's times when you go to a restaurant, you order a meal, and it tastes great, and and it's vegan. They just don't call it vegan, right? Right. right? And mm-hmm. people and. And he, he, somebody could eat it, not not wanting to eat a vegan meal, and enjoy it, and and they'll never complain about it, right? So and so you can make delicious meals. I think that is really one of the biggest barriers. Right. Yeah. H- having interacted with so many patients, do you have any? Is there anything that you learned as to how to um, communicate with people? Um, and, I, and I'm thinking specifically for people at home who might have, say, parents or relatives who they see. Um, it, maybe they they're starting to have heart disease or whatever it is, and they, they think, well, maybe you should try a plant-based diet. Um, do you have any advice for people like that as to how they could communicate effectively with their loved it's, ones? It's hard. It's really hard. And and uh, you, I think the big thing we always say is you got to figure out their why. You know, what's their what is the thing that would really want to make them change? Uh, sometimes it's uh, some of them say, well, I want to live to see my daughter get married mm. another one might say it's i want to live to see my to play with my grandchildren and so uh, uh another one it might be i don't want you to chop off my leg dr dr riz yeah. okay and so they'll come to me and or I, I, one I, I, they've had a stroke and they say well how do i not have another stroke mm. and so the, the 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 why is extremely important um, for for getting people to when they if they can remember their why it gets them through those harder days until they transition and it becomes a part of their normal life. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes uh, it's it's like an addict. Uh, yeah. Sometimes people have to reach their rock bottom before they're willing to make the change. I think and, you're right. And uh, and I I give this message to every single one of my patients. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility mm-hmm. now that I know. Yeah. Okay. But not all of them are ready to receive the message, mm-hmm. and that is frustrating to me mm-hmm. um, because I, it's this has reinvigorated my me being a healer. Okay? Yeah, I, bet. I, I was just a technician, and I'm I love operating, 
Okay, I do. I love operating. I love putting stents in. I love saving people's legs and keeping them from having strokes and things like that. But um, this has reinvigorated me because now I'm trying to keep my patients from getting the disease. Yeah. Wow, you're trying to almost putting yourself uh, out of business, exactly aren't you? It. I, I don't mind. I'll put myself out of business and I'll become a plant-based physician. It's okay. See, if all yeah. of the doctors would think like that, we would have such a beautiful world. You know, there wouldn't be this disease of, you know, of more. Basically, we have a disease of more. We want more food, more more of everything. Excess, yeah. Yeah, it's and, excess. And I'll tell you, I did get into this from the standpoint of my own, of my health and my patient's health. But I'll tell you, once you get here, everything else becomes important, too. You know, the environment became extremely important to me and the animals became extremely important to me. And I, 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 I cannot even in my, I can't dig deep into me and say in any way, how can I justify uh, killing an animal for food when I know now I have a healthier option uh, and how can I ha uh, be responsible for animal suffering when now I know that there's a better way, right. you know? Uh, and uh, so... Uh, all of this has become important to me, the environment. And now when I lecture, too, I also talk to people about how our American economy can't sustain the, uh, our, the chronic illness and the trajectory that we're going on. We spent $3 trillion on health care three years ago, and they say it's going to be $6 trillion within a, a decade. And we don't have the money to pay for that. And, uh, so uh, I believe that spreading this message... You know, not just to my patients, but like we do now through lectures and yeah. uh, outreach, um, is uh, we're, we're trying to change the world that way yeah. so that we have a healthier world. Yeah, you said earlier when we were walking up here that part of your vision and part of what you want to do is you want to get uh, your colleagues on board. Yes. Um, so, what's been your experience like talking to your colleagues and how have been, they've been receiving it or not? Or like probably the same way you told when you told your family you were vegan and they looked at you <laughs> like you were from outer space. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, my co um, I, um, I'm I'm uh, part of a strong small community within uh, with where I am. Uh, and uh, at first they all did look at me like I was crazy. Mm -hmm. But um, I, here I am two, down, two years down the road and they see that I haven't withered away, uh, <laughs> that I get plenty of protein. And, <laughs> I know, uh, right? And I'm healthy. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so I live by example. And it's interesting. It's incredible. I've got uh, so many people in, in my hospital. Mm -hmm. Half of the pe half of the people in my office, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm in an in independent practice, half of the people in my office now are either plant based or plant curious. And uh, so many people in the hospital have uh, uh, they follow me now on my IG and they're learning from me. They're no, they may not be fully, but they're getting there and they're, 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 it's generated interest. I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, and I I, I like to tell this story yep. that as a surgeon. When I'm operating, I have a captive audience because I have an anesthesiologist and I have an assistant and I have a circulating nurse and uh, there might even be somebody in the control room uh, when I'm doing angioplasties. And inevitably, many times the conversation comes down to my diet because everyone wants to know, why did you do that, Dr. Riz? Why? You know, While you're operating? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So we'll, you know, because... That's his captive audience. Yeah. That's, so that's, isn't that interesting? We don't always tell, we don't always tell dirty jokes while we're operating. Sometimes we have, <laughs> sometimes we have real conversations. I see, I see. And uh, I so... I love this. Uh, I, it's, uh, it's been incredible 
uh, that it's uh, just through talking and being an example mm-hmm. uh, dozens and dozens of my colleagues mm-hmm. whether they're nurses mm-hmm. or techs or anesthesiologists have uh, come to me and wanted more information and I give them all the resources and had many many people either completely convert or at least start on that path Right. And we so, need to have, take the two rowdy vegans into the operating room we can put on the scrubs, you know, and we can make sure we're decked out. But, man, what a conversation <laughs> to get on the two rowdy vegans. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone's leg is just being operated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then, you don't know, mind, don't mind the sign and your noise. anesthesiologist is going vegan as a result of seeing some artery that you've just unplugged, you know, and you're t- telling them why, yeah. you know, that it was clogged up. I mean, I can just see how your testimony in front of your captive audience. I mean, I really just got this vivid picture. It's just amazing. Yeah, and I, I in fact, I, I have a, 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 a great anesthesiologist. I respect him so much. He's such, he's data-driven, he's intelligent, and, uh, you know, uh, he's heard me talk, and, and the other day, uh, I, I texted him all the resources we talk about. I said, start with this one, and this start with this documentary. And Which one do you recommend first? Forks over knives. Yeah. And then what the health. And then as far as books, um, I tell people to start with uh, 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 How Not to Die. For for anyone? just Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think those are great. Yeah. Just That yeah. gives you good general, right good, good general information. You know, the China Study, which is a tremendous book, and Caldwell Esselstyn's How to Prevent uh, and Treat uh, Reverse, uh, reverse heart, disease. heart Disease. Those are maybe a little bit more... Uh, you know, maybe down the road, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 but I like to get people, I like to get them somewhere where they can get the message quick, right. you know, and so that's Well, Dr. Chala and um, Dr. Bandana and Dr. Manish are going to put me through their program and I'm going to lose some weight and, but I'm going to feel great. I'm going to go through a lifestyle change. You know, I'm 61 now. I border up around 148, you know, right at 150, not quite, but 148. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to be 130, 135 all the time. And so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, even though I'm eating okay, I'm not doing the best I can. I do buy a lot of fruits and vegetables, you know, but I could do a lot better. And I want to be able to have that peer support around me. And mm-hmm. so I would love so to invite important. you into my world here. And I will, I will make sure the world watches because I think if the more people that, that are helping me do this... Mm-hmm. The, the more it will be contagious for my husband. Well, you see, I believe in that support system. Yeah. Right? Because that's that's where we can help support each other, and that helps part of that behavioral change. Well, that tribe they were yeah. talking about. Yeah, it is a tribe. And it, you can't do it. Your tribe will either elevate you yes. or your tribe will drive, drag you down. And uh, so that, that's one of my particular missions in Dallas is to, 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 to elevate the plant-based community. Uh, and, uh, you know, what's very interesting, too, is that um, my, I, I've got to mention my wife. I've got to give her so much credit for everything that happens. She's beautiful too, by she, the way. She uh, is a strong member of the vegan community there, and she's bridged the plant-based community and the and the vegan community to the point where now uh, I, we're we're great friends with many of the vegans. They come to my talks. We go to their talks. They've just invited me to be their uh, uh, keynote speaker at. Uh, on June second for National Animal Rights Day, and that's just huge. I was so I was so flattered, uh, you know. I, I just can't uh, I can't wait. 
Uh, and I don't even know if I should tell you what my topic's going to be. What is it? When is, it, when is, when is this going to be published? I don't want to ruin it, but no. Pro probably two or three. I I'm not sure. It pr before before the before, before June second for sure. Well, I'll tell you. What, it's okay. It's not a secret. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk on uh, alternatives to animal testing. Oh, incredible! Wow. So I I'm and because that's it's, amazing. There there should be no reason that we're doing any animal testing. Uh, in the medical field anymore uh, for, for medical students to teach medical students. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, the Chalas and yeah. they were uh, out picketing at Baylor recently. Yeah, and, saw it. And they affected change. Yeah, because I, I saw that. Because I think Baylor has stopped it. And so um, I, that's, I think that that's a, a great topic. It melds both the, you know, the, the medical field and the nutritional stuff that we're doing along with yeah. uh, animal rights. Yeah. So your wife is Maya. Tell everybody who you're... Your My wife is Maya Acosta. She is, she is plant-based DFW. And so I would encourage you guys to sign up and follow along with us. Oh, our, this is a mission of ours. Yeah, and tell uh, us, because I know, that, are the two of you creating this conference you have coming up? Well, we know we're on the planning committee. So tell us about that. That's uh, exciting. Okay, so the, uh, we're, we're intimately involved and we're on the planning committee. Uh, it's uh, f uh, Food is Medicine uh, Summit, and, and it'll be April 24th and 25th next year in Dallas, Texas. Wow. So, uh, One we, day or two days? Two, it's two days. It's a Friday and Saturday uh, Okay, summit. sure yes. it is. So uh, we, we, we want to fill the house. I think it's going to be a full cool. house. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. We encourage you guys to come and join us. You know? Yeah, well, we'll have to. I mean, yeah. I, I gravitate yeah. to these uh, health-based conferences because I really... I really do love, I love it. I've done the Optimal Health Institute. I've been totally raw before. Um, you know, I've gone to the all the health fests at Marshall. Mm -hmm. And I'll do good yeah. for a while, and then I'll go home, and then I will be, you know, my mother, my husband, or whatever. And then I'll just, I'll still do somewhat good, but I will sink down into the little mire of, oh, well, a little bit of cheesecake diet. Cheesecake ain't going to hurt me. Yeah. Or a little bit of, you know... Yeah. Well, so two things. Number one, let me tell you, we've got some great keynote speakers, Dr. Neil Barnard and Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn uh, and Dr. Clapper. Uh, they'll all be at our meeting, so I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget about Please, that. Please, yeah. And then this thing I, about going to the meetings and stuff, I say it's like going to church because, you know, you go to church every week. It renews your spirit. It reminds you of how to be, you know, what, whatever your faith is, and you do this on a regular basis. The same thing about these meetings. I like to go to them too. I, uh, you know, I already teach this stuff, but I like to go to these meetings because I meet people. Uh, it reinvigorates my spirit. It keeps me on my path. So I, I, I think it's a great thing. So this do. time I'm getting Dr. Chala and her husband uh, to help me with uh, their course. What, as a from friend to friend, heart to heart, what could you do to help me on my journey? We're moving the entire sanctuary by September 15th. So Rowdy Girl Sanctuary is moving. Uh, to uh, Walder, Texas, mm -hmm. and so by September 15th, we got to be completely moved. And during this time period, when it should be the most stressful time of my life, right? If you really look at what all I've got to go through from now until then, we're closing on the new property next week, and then we're closing on the sanctuary property where we're at now in June, and then we've got all these structures to build a big capital mm -hmm. campaign. And so I don't want to stress eat. I want mm -hmm. to really take care of myself so during this time. So what we do is we make sure that we have plenty of healthy snacks available. And so you just kind of decide what you like. I like 
uh, those little peelable cuties. I like little apples. I like blueberries. And so my fridge is full of them. So if I feel like I've got to eat, and I, I have those. And it's probably a little hard for you if you've got some things in your pantry that you shouldn't be eating. Because when you go to that, when you go in to grab something, if you have that choice, it's, it's, you might pick it. If you didn't have that choice, yeah. if all your only choice was blueberries, okay, so then you're going to eat the blueberries. I don't even keep the, the vegan ice cream. I love a couple of those vegan ice creams. But every time my wife would bring one home for me, I'd say, okay, this is going to, I'm going to make this last a week and they'd be gone in a day. In a day. Tell me yeah. what you want in, yeah, so you got 30 minutes. The me best too. thing you can do, yeah, yeah. Uh, and vegan cheeses, I, I love some I of those. I love vegan cheese and um, vegan butter. Yeah, and so, but I don't keep them in the house because I know if they're there, I'll use them. Yeah. So what I, the best advice I could give you is find those healthy snacks that you like, keep those around, and get the other ones out of the way. Okay, Tommy, did you hear that? We are about to boycott. <laughs> oh no! no. He's going bl- to he's going to blame me. Oh no! Like for Tommy. Okay. Can you edit me out of that so he doesn't get mad at me? That's <laughs> um, funny. I want to ask you two questions, and one of them is one I wanted to ask you earlier, and one of them is one that came up while you were speaking. Um, and I, I wish we were like had an audience. I could be like, which one do you want to answer first? But one of them is. Do you have any recommendations as to how people could communicate with their physicians, for example? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, um, because I have, you know, we were talking before about a lot of people who message me and specifically uh, younger people who are, say, between anywhere between like 9 to 11 to like 15 to 16. And uh, some of them have problems, like say, with their parents or they have like health problems. They they become plant-based and then they don't feel well or whatever. And then some of them even goes a step further where they'll say to me, hey, I don't know what to do. I really want to do this, but my doctor says it's unhealthy. Right, right. Um, you know, do you have any recommendations as to how people could then communicate? Yeah, those are tough situations because uh, the doctors themselves haven't gotten good good, right. uh, good education. Right. And, and, and they're behind the times. This is... All, this is uh, all of this information has you know become more and more common in the last couple of decades, and all these guys who were trained long before that, that that they they make their decisions just the same way everyone else does, which right. is you know what they learned on TV or culture or social pressures. But what I would tell, Wait, I, I just want I just want to like emphasize that real quick because um, that also came up earlier when you were talking about how uh, you know you thought you needed to get a lot of protein or, or things like that, and. You know, we assume in our world that when someone's a professional of something, they should really know. And more and more, mm-hmm. what I'm finding out is that not just in the medical field, but just in in general, um, things like culture or things like stories that we tell ourselves in society are just more powerful than we might initially think. Right. Like even though doctors are supposed to be health professionals, they might believe some of the same myths that the general public believes. Not necessarily because of even training or whatever they learn, but just because it's kind of common knowledge quote unquote yeah. I mean I couldn't have said it better and uh, the uh, the the reality is that they are subject to the same that they grew up the same way as us what I would encourage somebody who wants to be plant based is you know they're get, and if they're going to have to go to their doctor who they, they're concerned that there's going to be some right. pushback right. is maybe take some educational material uh, and and uh, and, and discuss it with them. Uh, if that doesn't work, 
look for a new doctor. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. There are uh, on the websites. Uh, there's a couple websites where you can search for plant-based physicians. Right. And that and that database is growing. Right. Okay. It's uh, and that, that, that's one of my missions is to mm-hmm. grow that database I, in Dallas. You said there are a couple. I know one is. I just learned about it. Plant-based doctors. Yes. Uh, is there somewhere else that people can? Search? Uh, yeah, and I can't. I can't really quote them exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, but you can if you just put in plant-based doctors search. There's two websites. One's uh, plantbaseddoctors.org, mm-hmm. and I think the other one's by Plantrition Project. But I, po- I should I should memorize those so I can just quote right. them to people. Wow. I should have them on my card. Maybe if you search it, you'll you'll find yeah. it. Got yeah. it. So there literally are two um, websites that have the plant-based doctors. It's not just doctors either. It's health coaches, mm-hmm. lifestyle coaches, nutritionists, di- nutritionists, dietitians. I even saw like chiropractors. Um, yeah, uh, I saw uh, uh, health coaches and even. Uh, uh, exercise people. So, and I'm guessing all those people are vetted to be a part of the, that database as well. They, they do to some extent. So, but it's you registering, saying at least letting the world know, hey, if you're looking for somebody right. in your area, here I am. Right. And I, so That's you great. you have the that opportunity yeah. to come to somebody who's like minded. Yeah. Uh, and so what I'm what I'm doing is uh, with the, when I when I give a talk to uh, in my audience, one of the things I try to conclude with is if you have a doctor that you're having trouble with. And uh, and you're plant based, or, and or you're, you're vegan, and they're giving you some trouble. Go talk to your doctor, and then tell them that you're going to give them my name, and I will call them, and have a conversation with them. At least try to initiate a conversation with that wow. doctor, so that I can help them understand where their patient's coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, wow! Uh, you know, you so do that? I, I do do that. Yes. If I, you know, it's uh, you know, the doctor may or may not be receptive. They they might. They might just dismiss me, but I'm, I'm willing to do that because I want I, I, I want our to bridge the gap. Yes, I want our physicians to right. to, to catch up. I want right. them to uh, to be uh, to help our patients. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. so glad you're 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 doing that because yeah. to me, like you know, also doing things like public outreach. Sometimes I do talk to either physicians or doctors or nutritionists or things of that nature, and I feel like as a patient, there's no way that you could ever have. Not have the upper hand, but it would be very difficult to actually convince your your doctor because they're the doctor and you're the patient. Um, so I'm so glad that you're doing that because you know one thing that I learned is that well people like to listen to people who are like them or yeah. and, and I'm sure that people are so much like doctors are so much more likely to listen to you than say to me. Right. Well, well that's, why I've off, that's why I've you offered. Yeah. But it's funny because doctors, even though they haven't received any nutritional training, uh, we are conditioned. That when a patient comes to us, we have to answer them authoritatively, yes. as if we know. And so they might ask us something we know nothing about, and 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 yet we're. I see. And, and so that's why you ask ten doctors about nutrition, you're going to get ten different answers, <laughs> and it's relatively authoritative, right. right? Well, it's right. just like cattle ranchers can talk to other cattle ranchers, right? right. And we have this common, yeah. you know, dialogue going. I could see where you know you would make a big difference in talking to your patients. I mean, other patients physicians and i told i told this a while ago to dr munition bandana i said you know maybe you need to have a, a doctor's advocacy program like we have a rancher advocacy program well so one of my uh, goals is to uh, eventually hold small uh teaching sessions for physicians mm-hmm. or uh, other healthcare mm-hmm. professionals who <sighs> are on the path uh or who are ready to listen and so we can get them up to speed, mm. like a little weekend that's session. Incredible. That's so uh, good that you're doing a, that. So what yeah. is in, what all is in the future for you know your? your so doc- the the other the other thing. So that's one of my missions. Uh, another one is uh, getting to our medical students uh, at 
when they're still medical students yeah. and educating them. Uh, and so I just, for example, gave a talk at my alma mater, UT Southwestern, to their lifestyle medicine group, which was just initiated because I encouraged a student to try to get that going. And uh, because it's, I, it's not, I don't just preach uh, the nutritional aspect. I, I talk about lifestyle medicine, and there's so many other aspects sure. to it. But uh, and so getting to the medical students when they're early. If at my time zero medical students got any training, and yet people still come to us today for 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 advice. Now think about these guys coming out. 10, 15, 20 percent of them uh, will have some good knowledge about plant-based nutrition yeah. and they'll be able to better advise their patients in the future. I think that this will gain some momentum and some traction um, and uh, so that uh, you know uh, in the future when you do go to your doctor you're not going to get told you're crazy or you're not going to get told some right. pile of yeah, uh, you know, junk. you're not going to be show yeah. the the food pyramid with yeah. you know meat, you know, up there down on the bottom that you got to have that first, and then your milk, and then your cheese. So these yeah. are some of the things that we're trying to accomplish, and along with building the community in Dallas, uh, because I felt like it was a very fractured and very small community. I want the uh, it's they're they're coming out of the woodwork. There's hundreds they of do. us. They do. There and, is Texas I, is going vegan. Yeah. Hashtag TX is going vegan. Is that is that a hashtag? That's, yeah. Okay. Hashtag TX is going we'll, vegan. We'll, we'll, we'll be hitting that then. Yes. Um, and because I do believe that there's all these people who live a certain lifestyle, but they're living it in isolation. And then this gets back to your support thing. We're trying to create community where now, if there's hundreds or even thousands of plant-based uh, and vegan uh, people in Dallas, they have this community that they know that they can work with. Well, yeah. you know, we're, holding, we're doing potlucks, we do movie screenings, uh, I give lectures. We're even, I, I, we do walk and talk with Dr. Riz. Um, and, 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 and we just had an epiphany the other day. We're going we're gonna to do a little bowling event, you know, Incredible. for fun. I love it. Because uh, just make it fun and for ways for people to get together and, yeah. and we can uh, talk about stuff and then know that the food that we're serving is, is uh, you know, fits our lifestyle. Well, that's what I used to say, you know, when we started the sanctuary. You know, people started coming out of the woodwork, vegans. It's like they were next door to me. They were in Sweeney, Texas, which is like in BFE. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like everywhere. That turn, there was vegans now because all of a sudden our sanctuary was there and people were willing to peek out and go, this is in Angleton, Texas? You yeah. know, really? And, it, and, and he was a rancher. And he was a rancher. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. You know, and so and this just... I don't know. It just really spawned off, and you know, now then I started doing that hashtag. TX is going vegan, and uh, yeah, I've seen it, you know, used before. But yeah, please perpetuate the notion. We will use that one. We will use yeah. that. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about, and I'm sure a lot of people listening might be wondering too, um, but let me know if you want to save this for later. But uh, I want to ask you about animal testing mm -hmm. um, because you said that you were you were gonna yeah. you were gonna talk about that. Um, I actually get asked about that also pretty frequently. <laughs> turns out and uh I, I i know some stuff like i've educated myself but um you said earlier that there is no reason that we should be testing on animals uh anymore so why is that gosh in this day and age where we have um we can create simulated models uh that uh that are just as good as the lo the real thing then why would we want to There's do that? Like actual biological. Yeah, we can create computer models to teach. We can, can we can create actual physical simulated right. models, and you know, uh, and so uh, 
uh, when, uh, for example, when reps come to teach us how to do a particular something or another on a on a blood vessel, uh, they don't bring in live animals. They bring in models, and and we can learn just as well on those models as we can on a live animal. So then, why are they still using the live animals? That's a good question, and that's uh, it's a hard question to answer. It's there's there's too, there's too much it's tradition. It's, it's also tradition. tradition, and you know it's so hard to break, but but. I, they're the ones that are left. They're in the minority, and uh, so they're, mm-hmm. they need to understand that the rest of the world has left them behind, and we need to uh, let continue to let them know that. Right. You know. So, so that's from an education point of view. Does that also hold true for research? For gosh, that's a tough one for research. And I, I, the, uh, I, I don't. Most of the research we do is on a molecular and a biological level. And those things can be done in petri dishes, so I, I don't see where you can, need to use, you know, frogs and dogs and cows and pigs. Is it and, because I mean, okay, tradition? Is it because it's going to put people out of work? I don't. I Is don't, it? I mean, I how many? How many? You know. Uh, what kind of industry is this, really? I mean, how big is the? I don't believe it. I honestly don't. I, I honestly don't believe it's a big money-making industry. Um, and so, uh, I think it's just something. It's just a remnant, and mm-hmm. and it will go away. It's got to and, good. Yeah. And I heard. I heard this. I don't know. If you probably know better than me whether it's true or not. That um, at least the majority of tests that are done on animals, like when things are tested on animals. The results don't carry over to humans because they're different. I mean, they're not humans. Agreed. A- agreed. Uh, because there's there's so many uh, differences biologically uh, that 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 they, you're exactly right. They don't they don't carry over, and so you can't make any definitive conclusions from it. And if you can't make a definitive conclusion from a study on an animal, then why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So uh, I think that, that 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 shouldn't be done. And that NARD event is when. June 2nd, June 2nd in Dallas. Uh, so, and I don't know the times, but uh, I, it's sometime around noon or one o'clock is when the talk is. Yeah, yeah. and they're everywhere too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're if you're going to be at the animal rights, uh, the animal liberation conference by DXC, I think there is an art event there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm extremely honored. I I'm just uh, uh, amazed that they would uh, pick me. Uh, but so it's I believe it's such an honor. It is such a it is you are definitely bridging the gap to I hope so to be doing that. Yeah. You are you are definitely being part of the bridge. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I think we're probably about ready to wrap this up, but I'd like to know if there's any other anything else we need to 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 pull out of you know, of your heart, mind, soul regarding your journey no, and your I, wife. Anything I think, else? I think we've had a nice talk. You've heard a few, a few things. I mean, uh, this wasn't me to talk about cardiovascular disease today or cancer, but and I could talk forever on those. <laughs> she usually tells me my talks are too long. I would just say, I would, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. uh, I would just say, uh, I'm honored that you guys would uh, uh, have me here and join you. Of course. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank we're, you so much yeah. for being here with us. Yeah. We were so glad it's, it's to, to meet you. You yeah. know, you're you're a new um, a new face for me. So, and so I, now I can't wait to go to Dallas and. And where, where can where can people find you at Doctor Riz? R I Z. My IG is uh, Doctor Riz underscore. Or it's Doctor underscore Riz, uh, and then our website is D, uh, www.plantbaseddfw.com. Plantbaseddfw.com. Is it? Yes. Does it? Is it like DFW, like the airport? Uh, yeah, well, like Dallas, yeah, Fort Dallas, Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. 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 
And you know, I also want to say just because oh. just because um, it's important that we uh, we are Bites for Better Health. We're at the Bites for Better Health uh, Summit, mm -hmm. and they had a uh, I've been here today from nine thirty nine o'clock until three thirty with doctors, dietitians. Um, what else? What who I was out here? Uh, lifestyle coaches, health coaches. There was a nurse who is a uh, all plant based. Does yeah, and works on behavioral changes and. Uh, so, which I think is very important too. So, and then lay people who are interested, and then also uh, plant-based people who are fully into the, the lifestyle who just wanted to, you know, uh, go back, go to go to the church once a week. It so was just, speak, you know? it was just amazing to see all the the folks that showed up for this. Yeah. So. No, hundred percent. And I would really encourage, um, well, especially maybe people coming from say my audience. Um, to come to these types of events. For me, I know that one thing that I'm doing right now is I'm trying to educate myself more rigorously on the health and nutrition aspects of plant-based living. So I'm reading How Not to Die right now. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, th I think it's important. Like, it's definitely not what I'm most passionate about, but I think it's definitely important for me to understand this. And also, I think it's a great way to meet other people in the community. And, you know, like you said, like, I feel like becoming plant-based through any means opens up a whole lot of things and what i find is that no matter for what reasons people initially decide to become plant-based or vegan they eventually do care about all the aspects yeah. that, yes. that, that it entails and from what i know like the doctors i've met who you know of course because like doctors when they give talks or workshops they'll do it on their expertise um but they do also care about the environment and animals for sure at least that's been that's been my wide experience um, so I'd really encourage everyone to come out to these types of events and really get educated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it is it's amazing. Once your mind is open, yeah, uh, it becomes it becomes it keeps opening. Yes, it, it's, it's it like a lotus. It just keeps yeah. going. Hundred percent. Who are that. we? Who do you know who we are? You're. Who are we? Two rowdy vegans. We're the two. The two rowdy. Rowdy. Vegan. Yeah. Two, two, two rowdy vegans. Two, two. Two rowdy vegans, toot toot. Two rowdy vegans, toot toot. Two rowdy vegans, toot. Two rowdy vegans, one plus one equals two rowdy vegans. All right, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Two Rowdy Vegans. I appreciate it so very much. If you enjoyed this, you know, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, tune in every Friday because that's when episodes come out. In any case, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.